Heather, Dave and Greg here. Hi, how are you? Fantastic. What, what, what part of the world are you in, Heather? I'm in Calgary right now. What an amazing place. That's awesome. And it's probably, <laughs> I, I don't know if you knew this, but back home, we are going through a heat wave right now. So I'm, I'm sure PEI is going through it too. It's crazy. It's like I have degrees. no idea what's happening with the weather. It's oh. been crazy. <laughs> well, I was surfing all morning in the Bay of Funday. So whatever that tells you, and I didn't need a wetsuit. So whatever that tells you, uh, that's everything you need to know. <laughs> no, no. So, and we're recording. No, yeah. Well, we're recording, but we're not starting uh, yet. Okay. But we do have an embarrassing question for you, Heather. Um, sure. Moise or Moisey? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it's embarrassing for you and not for me. Okay, good, 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 good. It's definitely for me. Um, moist. Moist. Thank you. Because yeah. D- Dave, really quickly, tell tell uh, Heather why. No, because I garbled it last time, Heather. And, and then and, somebody, and, it, and then and then I got paranoid. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's moist. But then I then someone said moist, and I was like, ah, we'll just so, ask. So, somebody from PEI called Dave out. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he listened to the podcast and said, uh, I think he I think he grew up in Summerside. Um, so knows and, you and your sister. <laughs> and he called me Moise or Moise? No, 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 he, he, he called, blasted he Dave blasted for saying me your name for, wrong. For saying your name incorrectly the last time we chatted. Oh my God, hilarious. I, I know. didn't even. It's a small I, do, world. I don't even notice that anymore. Oh, good. Okay. So Moise, if you just call me Moise, if you say Heather Moise, they'll correct you. If you say Moise with that, then it's a nickname. So anybody in rugby uh, will call me Moise all the time. All right. Love it. All right. So, so, so there's, <laughs> actually, there's actually a girl on the national team once we were playing and they were the. the people in the crowd were chanting and cheering about um you know they were going through all these players and when they got to me they were saying heather moist like they were saying my name actually correctly and one of the girls on the team was in the stands and she leans over she goes um i'm sorry i just i just was you know overhearing but i'm i'm one of heather's teammates and her last name's actually moisey so she thought that my my name with actually, yeah. See, I, I feel so much those. better now hearing and, this. And the other thing is, you know, w- w- with your permission, Heather, we we should leave this part in the podcast. This is this is actually really yeah. good. You you, you yeah, down I'm with that? Okay, with that. okay good. Yes, of course. So so from this point forward, we're gonna call you Moisey because we're friends now. And yeah. <laughs> okay. So this no, one, but it's what up, Moisey? Yeah, what up, Moisey? So this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna do a quick little <laughs> intro, uh, <laughs> Moisey. We're gonna do a quick intro, and then we're gonna pull you in. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Dave, Greg, I'm not going to do any intro for you or welcome you or nor are you going to welcome me this time. We're, we're going to do a little YouTube clip. OK, OK. I'm, I'm actually going to bend the microphone over to my laptop. Check this out. Good luck. OK. Hi, everyone. I have some news. Um, little update. I am coming back to bobsledding. Moisey's back. What up, Moisey? <laughs> Moisey is back. So Heather Moise is our guest for round two on The Boiling Point. Not only is she a two-time Olympian, right? She's a two-time Boiling Point. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Boiling Point guest. Yes, which is is an Olympian. Gold medalist. Um, Heather, welcome back to The Boiling Point. So glad to have you on again. 
Thank you. It's good to be back. So we just played a quick little clip there, which is, yeah. you know, really, it's super exciting. And it's exciting for us as Atlantic Canadians, too, because you're from the island, Prince Edward Island. I was going to call it the rock, but the island. And um, so you're one of us, actually. So uh, uh, take it or leave it. But um, yeah, th- this is really exciting for you. And for those who uh, need a little bit of introduction, Heather, why don't I throw that to you first? Because there's a bunch of questions Dave and I have for you. But uh, why don't you give our listeners uh, a reintroduction to who you are? You want me to introduce? If you don't mind. And the reason is we've got a lot of Canadian listeners, but more and more we've got a ton of American listeners now as well in our little circle. And uh, we're very proud of our Canadian athletes, and we really want to push them up. But uh, why why don't you give us a a quick rundown about what you've been doing in the last three and a half years, inspiring audiences all all over the world but previous to this, uh, a little bit of your Olympic career. Yeah, sure. So right now, um, I'm a full-time, full-time speaker, a motivational speaker all over the place. And um, partly, I guess, the, the credentials that kind of got me into doing that was um, I'm certified as an occupational therapist, although I'm not practicing. Um, so a lot to do with, you know, overcoming obstacles and facing challenges and having that perspective and mindset to see the possibilities that still exist within your circumstance and using experiences from my own life, having overcome uh, a number of kind of career threatening injuries in my own athletic career. Um, You know, I've been to three Olympic games and have two Olympic gold medals for Canada and have represented Canada in three sports, bobsledding being the one um, where, you know, in which we won at those two gold medals and then also in rugby and also in track cycling. No, no small feat. When we talked last yeah. time, Heather, um, you you were uh, you really I, I, the thing I took away from it was this idea of of and I and 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 I believe you know you would bring this into your public speaking is this idea like you know asking people have you truly challenged yourself lately, um, and and really encouraging people to to embrace challenge right um, and and be okay yeah, with risk. Too- it's to it's it's to embrace risk to embrace cha- to embrace challenges um, knowing that regardless of um that really if you're if you're pushing yourself or or pursuing a goal that's actually you know somewhat inspiring there are no guarantees there if there's a guarantee um with a goal you're you're probably not going very far you're probably not you know challenging yourself very much and i think it's also just your mindset and perspective and so the way you look at things Mm -hmm. so often we we get faced with so many I don't know, adversities or challenges, or, you know, for some people, it could be financial constraints. For some people, it could be an injury. For some people, it could be, you know, oh, you know, they just got a newborn. So they don't, you know, it's, it's the excuses that come out like time and, you know, no time, no money, no, well, it's, you know, we hear stories all the time about these people who had zero money and had, you know, virtually no time because they were having to do all these things and they still made their goals happen. So it is, what, what, what is it about those people, um, that that helped make them helped helped them achieve what they what they wanted to achieve despite what was going on around them and despite the circumstances they were facing, and a lot of it comes down to mindset. Mm. So, t- well, tell us a little bit about you know the, this latest challenge you've thrown yourself into. You know, like you and and it was interesting because we we yeah. had a chance to watch the YouTube video that we'll put up in the in the show notes. Um, but you you, t- you described this challenge, and I'd love to hear about it. But there's this email that came, and you didn't really tell us what's in the email, but somehow it changed your perspective. So love for you to give us as much insight as you're comfortable. And also really. remind us how long you've been uh, on on a uh, unplanned hiatus. <laughs> like may- maybe that, maybe yeah. you weren't planning on going back into bobsledding, but yeah, uh, let us know about that as well. 
Yeah, so I haven't um, I haven't trained, done any training, or I haven't made my body move quickly at all since Sochi, since the Sochi Olympics, so February 2014. So it's been three and a half years um, since I've done any any training. Um, last winter, I went to the gym a little bit because my mom wanted me to, you know, my mom and a friend of hers wanted me to show them some exercises because they wanted to get back in shape. And so I'm trying to putter around the gym and figure out what, you know, what normal people do. But it, it's just been forever since I've actually kind of done any kind of training. So um, I received a uh, an email, well, a message, I guess, a text message from my former teammate last winter um, asking me if I would come back. And I said, you know, I'm not, I'm not interested to just go and try and three-peat. I know that sounds crazy for other people, but um, I'm just not motivated to go and just try and win a third medal again. It's um, right now my whole business is about empowering other people. And I really, I get more of a charge and more of a, an adrenaline rush by helping someone else kind of reframe what they're seeing, reframe their, the challenges they're facing and, and, you know, be able to kind of see things in a different way and to achieve, you know, heading towards achieving what they want to, what's important to them. And so I was totally just in alignment with what I wanted to do. And, and then some of the coaches, like, you know, I had inquiries from some of the coaches and I kind of just dismissed them. And, and all of a sudden I get this, um, it was, I think I probably said email in my, my YouTube video, but it was actually an Instagram message. Um, cause she doesn't even have my email address. Well, she at the time didn't even have my email address, but, um, just sent me an Instagram message and it was like, it was a long one. It had to, you know how you have to send a few messages if it's a really long one. But mm-hmm. anyway, she sent me this really long message and it was, it was, it was from one of the development drivers. So she basically, told me that it's not just the push um, that she'd want me back, that that she was hoping that I would come back for. It was um, the leadership. And so she, um, she basically was just saying she has, uh, she heard the rumors last winter, there were rumors all the time that I'm coming back to bobsledding. And, but then they'd kind of been slowing down and she just said, and that's what she said. She said there were rumors, they've been slowing down, but I just wanted to reach out and see if there is any way that you would, consider coming back and being part of my team or coming back and being part of the team like because we right now it's it's the push is one thing but it's the experience of performing and successfully performing in a high pressure situation under the extreme pressures of an olympic season and going into olympic games and and right now besides kaylee humphreys my former teammate um, there are no girls, there are no women on the program who have been to a games before. So it's, um, it, it's, it kind of just shed a whole different light on my ability to come back. And I realized that coming back in this capacity does align with my messaging, does align with my business right now, does align with my, my desire and my innate drive to want to empower other people. So it's kind of cool. It's like I'm not motivated to go and win just to go back and win a, a third medal for the sake of winning it. But I am motivated at the idea of, you know, helping a rookie a rookie driver, you know, potentially win their first. So it's kind of cool. Um, the other thing I really enjoyed about the YouTube video, which, uh, again, will be in the show notes. Uh, I'm also guessing you can – oh, you can. You can just look up your uh, YouTube channel which is the Heather, Heather Moist YouTube channel. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Uh, you can watch the video and <laughs> in it, you also acknowledge that, you know, you've taken three and a half years off Yeah. and you need to earn your place on the team. You're not just a veteran. You are about to take a challenge for yourself to actually 
stand uh, you know, stand up and you know uh, show up as the the athlete that would naturally be chosen to be on that team again as well yeah. as that mentorship leadership role so Absolutely. you've got I mean, you've got a different level of expectation on you for this which yeah. is really cool yeah uh, it's it is it is very cool this is a, a huge challenge for me i mean it's um there are a lot of things kind of um to overcome, I don't want to say overcome, I'm not really sure, but to face. One of them is, you know, the three and a half year hiatus from any kind of physical activity, really. Um, the fact that I'm 39 years old now. So, you know, I just, you know, we've been told that things slow down. I'm hoping that that's not true. We're going to try and challenge that, that, <laughs> that theory. I hope it's um, not true as well, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Okay, good, good, good. Um, but I mean, and also I've had a second hip surgery. So I've had another hip surgery since the Sochi Olympics. And because that happened shortly after Sochi, I had, you know, there was nothing in my mind that said that I was returning to elite sport. So I didn't rehab from that hip surgery as though I was an elite athlete trying to get back to the Olympic Games. I rehabbed that hip surgery really well at the very beginning, but really just as a normal <laughs> civilian person. like a, And so it right now um if i'm just going grocery shopping or you know walking around the block or going for a bike ride my hip is totally fine but in terms of the impact and the force that is going to be going through this hip um in order to push uh, a bobsled as quickly as i intend to and want to push it um there's a lot of work that needs to be done to make sure that that the hip is in the right positioning that it's that all the muscles are firing but not just firing, but firing in the right sequence so that I'm not pulling things out of alignment. And there's um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. So I am on a very, I'm trying to be very disciplined in the sense that the hardest part for me is going to be restraint um, and holding myself back and making sure that I'm literally progressing, you know, one step at a time and not skipping any steps because I really don't have time to go backwards mm. so it's kind of on a bit of a time crunch and, that, and that's that's experience you know i mean because it, it's it, i mean I, it's so uh it's so easy to do to do you know the opposite which is just try to skip steps but what's what's yeah. telling you this or what's is it your body telling us or just the experience or what what's you know telling you the importance well, of not skipping steps a bit of a bit of like all of that really and um, the therapists um have said like i wouldn't have come back um had the therapist the therapist i was seeing here in calgary not kind of reassured me that he goes even though you're in pretty bad shape now because things were out of alignment so i'd been dealing um, because they were out of alignment before i even received this email about going back to bobsledding um i was having back issues so since the start of february for, well, I injured it back in February, and then since the start of June, I had just my lower back had been in a lot of lot of pain and discomfort, and so I had on my own flown out to Calgary to see my former therapist um, in July anyway, just because it hurt getting in and out of a car, and so when this came in August, I contacted him and said, "Okay, you saw me, you treated me while I was in Calgary. Is there any point in me even considering this?" And like, like in terms of injury, in terms of the rest of it, it's kind of my own, my own time crunch and my own drive and, and dedication and perseverance. But in terms of just dealing with the alignment issues in my back, is, is it, is it feasible? And so he said, right now, when you're in alignment, you have, you have so much explosive power in your legs, regardless of not having trained before, that just genetically you have that explosive power and he said the hardest thing right now is going to be 
to restrain yourself and to gradually build up the strength in order to withstand that power. So right now, his biggest concern is that explosive power, I'll just, you know, push off and it'll be super explosive, but that I will tear something, that I'll, I'll tear one of my muscles or I'll, you know, tear a ligament or, you know, pull something out of alignment. And the alignment issues are the things that I'm dealing with now, but those are manageable. At least I'm not tearing things. But his biggest concern right now is if I started sprinting, that I would probably, if I just blasted out to do a sprint that I would I would most definitely tear something so it's it's kind of just building up the strength to withstand the explosive power and so that comes a little bit from experience because Mm -hmm. before Sochi I was coming back from hip surgery um and you know it's better to go slowly forward than trying to go quickly forward and having to take you know seven steps backwards right what um so what's the response been from from people that follow you and friends and and others what you know oh my it's been cra- okay so the response from friends and family has been like oh my gosh what are you doing like this came so last minute that i like i didn't even inform some of my friends like that some of them didn't even know that i was coming back like it was it was just it was so sudden my family is a little bit shocked um, probably just as shocked as I am, to be honest. Like the rugby, or the rugby team, the bobsled team here, they don't seem surprised at all. I think that people who are closest to me, my family, are more shocked than the bobsledders. They're just like, okay, she's back. Like, and apparently, because it looks like I've been training for a while, just because genetically being muscular, they're they just you know assume that I'll be able to pick up where I left off. Um, I'm hoping that's true once I get in the sled, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, but the response from just the just the public and and followers and and that sort of thing it's been really really incredible it's been um awesome and especially because of the reason i'm coming back like a lot of people are supporting the fact and love the fact that i'm coming back basically to invest in our future athletes like mm-hmm. to, to push the next generation and to give them um you know to to come back for that reason to basically give back to to the sport and to, and to the community so i love that 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 is what they what they love about my return. Um, you know, I was, there was a bit of apprehension wondering, I mean, I'm sure that there are some people who are, aren't going to understand and who will be like, why aren't you just, you know, why aren't you aligning with your former teammate to give, hopefully give Canada the best shot? Well, that it doesn't motivate me right now. What motivates me is empowering like rookie drivers and seeing if, you know, and the, the challenge, I mean, I've, I've, anyone who's followed me knows that I'm really motivated by challenges and, and um, and so this is a really really great one. Um, one of the things that's really relatable in business, uh, what what you're talking about here, is the the story and the purpose, the the purpose story. Um, it's really cool to note that as you share this story about why you're doing this, the purpose of why you're doing this, you're going to have a whole new level of fans that may not have clung on to following your path. Otherwise, like um, I think this is really an important, uh, you know, sort of takeaway. Actually, is letting the world know why you're doing this, and people are going to be like, "Yeah, okay, I get it. I really want to see how she does on that. I want to support her in that." Um, that's a really, and, and I know it's an authentic decision, but it's also a very clever strategic decision. Uh, I'm think I'm saying those words because uh, I'm thinking of it, uh, you know, as far as how I would do the, something similar in business. Yeah, um, I love that. Yeah. So, uh, and and you've been you've been growing your business successfully as well in the last three and a half years uh, as a as a inspirer and a public speaker. 
So you get this stuff. So why don't we get you to talk to the entrepreneur that's listening right now and talk about the importance of your longer career in sharing, like the fact you've got a YouTube channel like, and you're putting yourself out there, you're public speaking, you're on podcasts, you are letting people know who you are and what you're, what's driving you. How can that relate yeah. to business? Well, well, I mean, I speak to corporate groups all the time, like government departments, corporate groups, associations. I, I really find it amazing. And to date, most of my speaking has been about um, the sh- the shifting your perspective to see uh, to, in, to, in order to overcome challenges. You know, when you're I mean, there's not one company that is not going to face some kind of challenge along the way or one any. There's not one individual who's not going to face something on route to achieving the goals that they want that they want to achieve for themselves. Um and so it's it's just using in using my story but applying it to the challenges that those particular groups are facing it's been pretty amazing to the feedback that i've been getting about they're like oh my gosh she was talking to, about herself but she was really talking about me and just how it's it's just about how we we see things and how we how we perceive things um and how we choose to see things which is which is key um in terms of this this was a, um, a really authentic decision, like to come back and do it this way. Um, I was more thinking about, you know, the giving back. And I'm like, you know what, it's, it is important. And it is a good message that it's winning. It's not always about like success isn't about always winning and being on the very top. And that's a really hard concept for some people to know. There's a friend of mine. Uh, he's a very, very, very successful businessman, entrepreneur. And when we were talking about this, he said, I totally understand. People don't understand that I've started a number of companies and like, and he's ext- very wealthy, but they think that he was doing it for the money. And he said he never was. It was never about the money. Like you could see by the way he lives his life right now. It was never about the money. It was just about he loved the challenges of starting the business and starting all of these different things. And he said, so I totally understand what you're talking about. It's the love of the challenge and the love of stretching yourself and the love of growth and, and, you know, giving back and doing all of these different things. And so he gets it. He's like, I get your gold medals are kind of like my money. They were a byproduct of just enjoying the challenge that we were, that we chose to, to pursue. And so it's just really, really cool. And right now the messaging I guess with what I'm doing right now happens to be about the importance of investing in other people, importance of investing in um, in your 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 you know your newer employees and interns and and that sort of thing and how and I mean right now I'm just excited to see where this is going to go. Um, it's not just you know teaching those physical skills. It's it's um, it's also just that that mentorship and that leadership role and. Yeah, it's just a really, really, yeah, I'm really excited about it. Yeah, it's really funny. I wish you could be in this room right now, Heather, because Dave and I, we give each other signals about who's going to ask the next question. And we're, we're, <laughs> we're both going back and forth like, no, no, you did. No, no, you're great. Because we both have something that we want to ask or, or say. <laughs> so I'll go first because we just had an arm wrestle and I I lost, which means I get to <laughs> ask it. Um, so, Heather, the thing that I just love what you just <laughs> said there was in the employment structure – when I look at my company, Hemming's House, we're film and television and video production company. Um, the amount of time that I spend or invest, and I never thought of it until you just said that, in these tiny wee little projects that don't make any money and we put juniors on. But the amount of time, because it's still my brand and it's still my company. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And deep down, I want these younger 
you know, technicians and artists to thrive. And I question myself about why I, I spend so much time in that in that space doing things that are not profitable at all. But I, you know, that's the first time it's ever resonated when you, when you said that. It makes so much sense because we want these people to. We want the uh, the younger generation to be able to work with the more seasoned, and I wonder if that's just a principle that that we need to be far more open with in 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 our in our culture, not just in business or sport, but like really everywhere is really connecting generations of experience and and really celebrating that whole thing of of, of giving back and pulling up for the for the greater good. So that's just more of a statement. So thank you for that inspiration. Dave, you won the arm wrestle, so you get to go next. I you won. I lost. No, I was you know what I was um I think this other piece of this story that uh for me is resonating is this idea of alignment, right? Of values. And it's interesting to me that, you know, as we're in the world looking at opportunities um, you know, where we spend our time, you know, it, it's so much, you know, to go back to what you and Greg were talking about earlier, purposeful when it's, it's, it's really aligned with our values. And to hear your, the alignment occur when you got that Instagram message, you know, and it says, yeah, yeah. actually, this is what it's about. Um, you know, and, and, and pausing to, and, and, then, and then when you're describing to, to your followers and your family and other people and your teammates, um, it makes sense because it is aligned. And and it's just yeah, I just wonder I wonder what starts opening up for you when you're, you know you're you feel so aligned like I mean because that's that's clearly why you're gonna put yourself through the pain, um and and sacrifice and all and you know and potential you know failure and all the things that that accompany this challenge. Yeah, well, it's interesting. So I I actually talk a little bit about this. And so I just um I just finished writing a book which is hopefully coming out at the end of November. Um, called Redefining Realistic, and it's um, it's not an autobiography, but it uses um, experiences from my, um, just my own experiences and things that, you know, that I've uh, witnessed and, and gone through and that sort of thing, and my beliefs and philosophies and the backgrounds, reasons for for kind of pursuing the things I've pursued and, and doing the things that I do, and, and one of those, uh, part of the book actually talks about, you know, those authentic values and and just just decision making authentic decision making mm-hmm. the choices we make and mm-hmm. and all of that stuff and so it's um one of and also the impact that you can make uh, on other people and part of the there's one story that i share about um before the so in in torino we came fourth my very first olympics like four months after four months after jumping into a bobsled for the first time i was in vancouver i'm not in vancouver i was in torino sorry and my teammate and I at the time we came fourth at the Olympics in my very you know four months after I started and to me I was like oh my gosh well great challenge my challenge was seeing if I could get there seeing how well I could do and that sort of thing and I was like okay now let's go back to real life well I went back and finished my master's degree but then fourth place was like unfinished business so I'm like okay next Olympics it's home soil what can I do you think I could get to the podium maybe you know with three years so it was that challenge of changing my story do I really want my story to be fourth place for the rest of my life or can I go back and try and change it so I chose to go back and try and change it and that was this physical challenge for me so loved the challenge but then you know en route there are a lot of things that happen and anyone who's done well I'm not even going to say it's involved in just sports um, because it's not just sports, it's involved in anything. And there's the small P politics that plays a role kind of behind the scenes in, in a lot of things, unfortunately. And so to me, 
it got to a point on the road to Vancouver where the just the small p politics, the 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 head games, the manipulation, all of that stuff, it just it's just not me. And I was like, you know what, I shouldn't nobody should have to deal with this stuff. And so it's just not worth it. And I'm like, it's just it's it's so stressful. The stress of dealing with this stuff is just crazy. So I'm just like, you know what? It's not worth it. Winning a medal at the Olympics in Vancouver is not worth dealing with all this stuff. You know, I was just, it was just a challenge. I was going to see if I could do not a big deal. And I mentioned this to my father and who would support me. I mean, my parents would support me in whatever I chose to do, but he basically just in that quiet kind of way about him that is just full of wisdom and just insight um, deeper than anyone I probably have ever met. He just kind of was like, Oh, he goes, it's, it's strange because I never really thought that this journey was about an Olympic medal for you. And I said, what? Like in my head, I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> and he just said, he just said, I just, I just thought this whole thing was about, you know, the, the amount of people you could impact just by the journey of you pursuing it. Hmm. That's and amazing. I just, that whole, that one statement just totally sunk right into I don't know, the pit of my being mm -hmm. and was just shifted the shifted my perspective, shifted the whole way I was looking at pursuing the Vancouver Olympics. Now, I'm not saying that that was at the forefront of my brain every single time I hit the gym, but that when you talk about, you know, your purpose or reason why for doing something and the authentic reasons for me, like the surface why was, yeah, okay, I want to go and stand on the podium. I want to go and win an Olympic medal. But unless you discover your root why, like the really, the real underlying reason for that, then like, why do I want that? Like, why do I hope to get on the podium? Why? Like for some people it's recognition. For some people it's maybe fame and fortune. For some people it's, you know, whatever, whether it's sitting in the corner office, whether it's the top of the podium, it's the same thing. Um, and for me, I realized that the getting on the podium, just winning an Olympic gold medal was not worth dealing with all of that other stuff, all the, you know, manipulation and politics. However, the idea of potentially impacting and empowering and inspiring so many more people just by me trying to get there, that was worth it. You know, that was worth the idea of being able to do that was worth dealing with all of this, you know, background stuff and politics and, you know, bullshit, really. Totally. Um, but it was worth it. So as soon as you, you know, if you have a why, you've got a breaking point, unless you find your root why, and your root why carries you much further, and you're able to handle way more, whether it's physical pain, whether it's, you know, discomfort in, you know, financial um, situations, whether it's, I don't know, uncomfortable conversations, when you know your root why, you're able to handle all of these. That's when you. That's when you're willing to step inside of your outside of your comfort zone. It's so um, yeah, it's so applicable to business. Um, mm. So, like you said earlier, it's not just about sport. Um, and you know, and I, I don't know. I believe just that at our, at, in our core values when they're not, you know, that whole idea of alignment or your your root why you know, can, can push you over the top and a whole bunch of things. So we're excited about watching this journey for you. Um, how do you want, how do, what's the best way for the audience to, to, to hear, to learn more, to watch the journey, to, um, you know, maybe to, to, to reach out to you? What, what would be the best way for them to do that? Yeah, I would say, well, I'm on um, uh, all three mediums, like Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. 
Um, but also, if people want to go to my website, um, which is just www.heathermoist.com, um, there is a, a sign-up box at the moment for people if they want to get more information on my book. Oh, the upcoming um, book. That will be coming out, that'll be coming out in November. And that will also probably carry on in terms of um, just giving. I'm not a like a daily updater person, so people don't have to worry about crazy amounts of messages coming through but um updates about the book and then i'll probably end up just sending out updates to you know to people mm-hmm. on that who sign up for that stuff about about everything that's going on about um yeah about life on this on this on this journey love it moisey and uh, and moisey yeah. moisey <laughs> as, as we speak moisey uh you can hear my my keyboard typing greg hemmings greg at hemmingshouse.com subscribed <laughs> And, bam, and, bam. and I yes, and I won bam. the last. I won the last arm wrestling. So can you put mine in there too? Yeah, I'm gonna put yours in there too. Uh, that's good. I, thank, thank we are you. looking forward to your launch, and we will yes. push and promote it as well. So uh, awesome. this is awesome. Amazing. And, Thanks uh, for coming on second time. And, and one, one last. Oh my god. One last thing, Heather. Too. And this is this is not, you know, to force our poor listeners to read my stuff, but your your story about, um, you know, all the all the small p politics and all the gross stuff that kind of demotivates you to, to push. Um, yeah. I just wrote a interesting blog for the B Corp community in North America or around the world, actually. The title was called, it's on my medium. So if you go to medium.com, look Greg Hemmings, uh, it's called um, why I quit the film industry. Now everybody knows me huh. as a guy in the film industry, because I've been doing this yeah. for 20 years, but there's a reason I quit the Hollywood version of, you know, feature films and it was the bullying and the politics and all that crap. And uh, I found my little breaking point very inspiring to motivating to create a new type of industry that's based on respect and mm-hmm. and love and creativity. So uh, I, awesome. I can relate to what you're talking about a lot. And, a lot, you know, if you ever get a chance to read it, take, take a read. And, I would uh, love yeah. to. It is yeah. a very good read. Oh, we'll, we'll send it out to Heather. I would really, really love to. Yeah, cool. Because I think it's – I would love if you send it to me. I think that's it's super relatable. I mean, people – sometimes are experiencing it but yet but yet they can't they don't identify it or they don't realize that that's what's happening and they just are like okay no this is it i don't it's not worth it but they don't realize that um either they need to find their underlying root why for doing it or they just don't need to deal with it like i was prepared to walk away and i and i mean it's the same thing people couldn't understand why i would not jump like last winter when they found out i just i said i'm not interested in coming back people couldn't understand why i wouldn't possibly want to go back and I'm like because I am doing right now the things that I love to do and so it's just because you can do something doesn't mean you should and it's um it's just uh yeah so I I look forward to reading it for sure so many awesome nuggets thank you so much Heather for being on here again and of course we'd love to have you on for a third time whenever you feel it's time to uh, to add to the the legacy on the boiling point so let us know and uh, good. best wishes we're gonna we're gonna follow along we are now subscribed thank you I can't wait till my third our third date awesome. yes thanks Heather <laughs> okay Heather take care <laughs> okay bye guys right. bye bye the reason I like third date is because that means she'd be a three time uh, gold medalist fourth time Olympian I kind of messed that up at the beginning um, and a third time boiling point guest come on that's pretty cool that is very cool she oh, I'm glad you got a chance to meet her because it was Monica and I last I, time and you know, I her. loved it and when, when I listen I listen to every single I listen to all of our podcasts when they get released and uh, don't know if you do um, and <laughs> I really loved hearing those two uh, 
seasons that I was not here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that particular one of Monica and you with Heather was really inspiring. And Jessica listened to that one too. And uh, it's just she, it's she Heather is really yeah. I mean, and like just there's a lot of wisdom there, right? And um, you know, and and I think anytime you you author something, it just it encourages you or like you produce a film or documentary it produce it, it encourages you to think much more deeply about you know kind of what's driving and try to articulate that in some way so and you know and then to hear you know explain that you know some of her philosophy in terms of her current decision making is um i i just find it really inspiring because and it's applicable to anything right totally. it's not just totally. like like she said it's not about sport because i'm i'm thinking you know, how do, why do we go through what we go through and, and all our colleagues and peers in small business world, um, it, you know, there's some days and you have a day to day, right? Where you're dealing with some stuff and you're like, and why? Well, because there's a bigger why. And there's a, there's that, or as, as Heather would say, that kind of root why. So, uh, fun time, man. Okay, buddy. See Listen, you next, next week. Next week, we've got re- two really awesome guests. Oh, they are. Uh, they're handsome. Yes. Uh, they're both. Articulate. They're both, uh. At that point where creative. they are creative. And one wears glasses. One wears glasses. The other. They're, one, they're, one, they're, they're one both, has no uh, hair. No, I was just about to, I was going there. Uh, <laughs> they're both losing their hair. Um, we're being really nice to these next two guests. Yeah. So stick around. If you haven't figured out who it's going to be, uh, <laughs> listen next week. See ya. See ya. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com. And on Twitter, at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. Hey listeners, I'm Christy. And I'm Melissa. And this is Buried Motives, where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back. And that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer in such a dirtbag. Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster and not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100%. Because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. <laughs>